Mark Twain said, the two most important days in your life are the day you are born and the day you find out why. The exciting thing is that today, as we come to the end of the Christmas story, we, along with the shepherds, discover that why, the purpose we were each made for. And thinking about being changed and restored by God in a stable, like those humble shepherds, reminded me of another barn, just about 40 miles from here, where broken things are lovingly repaired. And one particular festive story that reminds us all of the divine purpose that we have each been repaired for. I'm fine, thank you. Hello, hello again. This is my sister. Hello, how are you? Yeah, I'm fine, thank you. Hello, Anne, I'm Steve. Nice to meet you. Are you the repairer? Yeah, I am, yeah. So you ready to see this? Yeah. Yeah. Excited. Excited. (laughs) Do the honour, Steve. Go on. Okay, here we go then. Right. Uh, There we are. And of course, the main purpose of this is to produce music. Yes. Yes. I was going Who's to say, gonna do I've it? brought some pennies with have me you? in case you didn't have one. <laughs> oh, no, this is, this, is, this is a penny. Would you like to Shall do Shall I do the honours? I haven't done this for a long, long time. I'm so excited. You ready? Yes. Oh, here it goes. We'll go back to the repair shop a little later in the service. But did you notice, just after the beautiful looking music box is revealed, Steve, who had repaired it, says, of course, the main purpose of this is to produce music. That's the sermon in a sentence this morning, because, of course, our main purpose is to produce music, to produce worship. To quote my favourite author, Bob Goff, God doesn't break things so he can fix them. He fixes broken things so he can use them. Isn't that exciting? Isn't that beautiful? God doesn't break things so he can fix them, just so he can repair them. He fixes broken things so he can use them for his glory. Worship is what we were made for, and it is therefore what we are lovingly and painstakingly repaired by God to do. Whatever you have done, however dusty or rusty you may have become, however long it is since your song last played, God longs to repair us and restore us into relationship with him. Having been so lovingly and carefully repaired, I don't think that music box will be left again on the shelf to gather dust or for the mechanism to rust but it will bring joy by making glorious and wonderful music, just as it was designed, built, and ultimately repaired to do. To worship is why we were made, and it's why God takes our brokenness and restores us, that we may fulfil that purpose, our purpose. And as that reading concluded, we hear the shepherds are returning to normal, 
going back to their day job, or perhaps night job, in the fields. But although they're going back to normal, it is very much a new normal. They have been forever changed by the visit of the angels to the hillside and their own visit to the manger. We read in verse 20 that the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which was just as they had been told. Over the Advent period, we have looked together at this passage from Luke and gone on our own journey along with the shepherds, a path and pattern of faith that each of us must travel. First, we all at some point must hear the good news. It may not be quite as clear, concise and downright terrifying as the message from the angels to the shepherds, but each of us will hear the Christian gospel for ourselves. And we must each make the choice to respond to that good news, make the decision to go and see, to discover who Christ is for ourselves. And then, like the shepherds, we often tell other people there is nothing like the evangelistic zeal of a new Christian. They cannot wait to tell everyone of this precious, exciting, joyous thing that they have discovered. They must not, should not, simply cannot keep the good news to themselves. Sharing and declaring and spreading the good news contagiously so that many others will come to hear and make their own response. And then, ultimately, like the shepherds, we all return to normal after a spiritual encounter or experience. We each inevitably return to our fields, our everyday lives. The transformation is that like the shepherds, as a result of our experience, we should return now to a new normal. For now in all they do, the shepherds are worshipping God and giving glory to him. Because that is what we are made to do. And the good news and grace of the gospel is that we are restored into relationship with God to be people of praise. In Ephesians 1 verses 11 to 14 from the Message Translation, we read, It is in Christ that we find out who we are and what we are living for. Long before we heard of Christ, he had his eye on us, had designs on us for glorious living. Part of the overall purpose he is working out in everything and everyone. It is in Christ that you, once you heard the truth and believed it, found yourself home free, signed, sealed and delivered by the Holy Spirit. This is the first instalment on what's coming, a reminder that we'll get everything God has planned for us, a praising and glorious life. You were made for, chosen for, predestined for something. And even during the dog days of Twixtmas or long days of lockdown, we all have a function a real purpose for today, as well as a promise for the future. Worship is not just music, and it did not start the day Graham Kendrick wrote, Shine, Jesus, Shine. 
and neither did the confusion and controversy about styles and methods and sincerity of worship. A.W. Tozer wrote, It is certainly true that hardly anything is missing from our churches these days, except the most important thing. We are missing genuine and sacred offering of ourselves and our worship to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. And he wrote that in the 1940s, decades before choruses or worship songs, long before Facebook streaming and flashing lights. Worship and praise have in church become a shorthand for our music, but more literally, completely and biblically, worship and praise refers to anything that ascribes worth or value to something or someone else, and glory simply to everything that infers weight, reverence and significance. They are the tangible external responses and spoken expressions by which we express our inner gratitude, love, adoration and wonder to God. I love Brandon Hadley's description of worship. The Christian, he wrote, breathes in God's goodness and exhales worship. We are designed for worship and restored for worship, but we are also continuously shaped and transformed by whatever we worship. We come alive as we worship what is right and proper and true, or are stifled, stymied and ultimately silenced by the toxic modern idols that compete with God and clamour for our time, money and attention. Worship, then, is the outward expression through our words and actions of everything that we internally give value to, time to, love to. As a church during lockdown, with our building routines and rituals disrupted, we have to be more intentional and creative to keep on worshipping God, loving one another, and serving our community in different ways. Because if you remember our sermon in a sentence from the repair shop, of course the main purpose of this is to produce music. Having been so lovingly restored, I hope that that music box was not just taken home and hidden away in a cupboard. In Matthew 5 verse 15 we read, Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. I hope the wooden box wasn't broken up for firewood or the mechanism melted down for scrap, for that would waste the true value of a box designed, built and repaired with such love, care and skill to fulfil a specific, greater purpose to bring music and pleasure. In Romans 12 verse 12 we read, Therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true 
and proper worship. God doesn't design average, normal, disposable, interchangeable people. He is a God that designed us each to make our own wonderful music, to be instruments of praise and worship. We are all active participants in worship, ascribing value and worth to God and each other as we exercise our spiritual gifts of encouragement, healing, prayer, prophecy, knowledge and tongues. In 1 Corinthians 12 verse 3 we read, Therefore I want you to know that no one who is speaking by the Spirit of God says Jesus be cursed, and no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. But finally, if our response to God is worship, then back in the repair shop we also catch a glimpse of God's response to our worship. Good to cry. It just moved me so much because the last time I heard it playing, I think it was about 1985. As long as that. Yes, yeah. yes. So it just brought so many memories back yeah. of uh, my dad playing it. It sounded more beautiful than I remembered. Uh, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I've still got tears in my eyes. Yes, just as Steve said, the real purpose of the item was to play music. And so restored to that purpose, there were tears of joy all round, as after 35 years, the music plays again. And if you'll permit me a second sermon in a sentence, it is when Catherine the owner gasps that the sound is even more beautiful than she remembered. God doesn't break things so he can fix them. God fixes broken things so he can use them, listen to them, delight in them, love them. And so however long it is since your song of worship last played, however rusty or dusty you might have become, whenever, wherever, and however your melody starts to play, I want you to know that God leans in to listen and weeping tears of joy whispers how much more beautiful your song is than he remembered. So may each of our songs of worship play continually and beautifully as individuals as we return after our Christmas celebration and as a church, once we can meet fully after lockdown. May we each return to a new normal, a new worshipful, joyful, hopeful normal, as people loved, forgiven and restored to live as God intended us, 
so that everything we do in the new year ahead is an act of worship that brings glory to God. Amen.